Chelsea, New York, <clears throat> St. Cloud, Minnesota, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Charlotte, North Carolina, Burlington, Washington. These days in the news, there seems to be so much evil at our gate, at our doorstep. Evil in the actions of extremists and criminals. Evil in gun violence and explosions. Evil in the shooting of unarmed people because of the color of their skin. Evil in the riots and the madness of crowds that destroy property and lives. Evil in the hate speech, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness that is all too bold. Make no mistake, brothers and sisters in Christ, when a merchant in Lonsdale is bold to post Muslims get out on a family restaurant and it has the effect of boosting business, there is evil at our gate, at our doorstep. The gate is also the very same place where our neighbor is in need. Jesus tells a story of the kingdom of God to a group of Pharisees. They were the good and the holy people who were well reversed in following all the rules. They knew the letter of the law, but in their encounters with Jesus, they missed the forest for the trees. The spirit of the law is often missing in their judgments and in their actions. Jesus' story of the rich man and Lazarus is much like the stories that were told long ago in Greek culture of the hero and anti-hero journey. The anti-hero here, of course, is the rich man, and pride is his downfall. Yes, he has wealth, but he gets in the way, and his greed, his narrow-mindedness, his own arrogance, his self-absorption, prevents him from seeing the need of Lazarus who sits at his gate in need. I learned something very interesting about Greek his hero stories this past Thursday in our Bible study, thanks to Kathy DeCray and her insight. In these ancient story plots, the hero, the anti-hero, is always related to the one who is the opposite, the foil. Jesus is following the pattern of a Greek tragedy here. He invites us to consider that this rich man and Lazarus are related. Even though the rich man can see that through his wealth and greed. The one who sits in torment at the gate, in sores and in agony, is related to the one who feasts sumptuously at the table. A friend of mine is a pastor in Jersey City. 
It's a place that's filled with all sorts of diversity. His name is Randy, and he is from Guyana. He has dark skin. He wears a goatee and sometimes a full beard, and he's a gem of a person. He's one of those pastors, those city pastors, that really engages the neighborhood. And he knows the kids, whether or not they go to his church. Fifteen years ago, following the terror attacks, right across the river, walking the very same streets where he had ministered for about a decade, he was harassed. In a non-Caucasian neighborhood, Randy was called a terrorist because his beard happened to be long and he wore a wool beanie. Those who lashed out in anger and frustration forgot Randy's name. They forgot that he was their neighbor. How quickly our eyes are blinded by our own issues, our own prejudices, and our own fears. The tragedy in Jesus' story is that because of the rich man's blindness, he couldn't see his relative. He forgot his name. We know he knows it because later he uses it. I wonder how this played for the Pharisees. They were originally that audience of the story. Jesus tells this story for their benefit, for their discomfort, and to invite their repentance. Jesus invites them to consider the connectedness of all humanity, the Imago Dei, that all people are created in God's image, that all of us contain within us at the moment that we are born, before hatred gets a chance to get in there, we are born with the spark of God, the breath of God's Spirit. What's more, the law and the prophets and the resurrection, they all bear witness to God's dream, a dream of peace and justice to reign on all the earth, a dream that the welcome and the restoration of God is for the whole creation because we all cry out in agony for we are all in brokenness. The dream of God is that the feast of God will be prepared in the sight of all peoples. And if you need a verse to look up, check out Isaiah 25. Holy people of God, we would do well to pay attention to this holy wisdom. The wisdom of God is before us. That all we need to grapple with the evil that faces us has already been given by God. The law and the prophets, the resurrection of the dead, these invite the faithful to the action of loving the one at the gate. Jesus would have us turn toward the neighbor at the gate 
not away. Now back to the evil at the gate. The fear, the hatred, the violence, these things, these are real. They're dangerous. Isn't the safer course one that hunkers down in isolation and arms itself for a fight? To build walls and make laws and post signs that keep people out and away? Isn't that the course we should follow? In a world that is so diverse and interconnected, to try to isolate and disengage, it's a bad idea. Matching violence with violence, hatred with hatred, fear with fear, only can lead to more of these things. That is the sure path to destruction of all that we hold good and try to protect. And folks, it is wrong. It is morally unacceptable to those who follow Jesus, for it goes against God's wisdom and dream. Jesus invites us down the harder path of engagement, of welcome, of love. Jesus invites us to begin to understand our neighbor, to learn their name who sits at our gate and is in agony because they are kept in the margins of our society. Only down the path of discipleship may we find a lasting peace or restorative justice. This path is costly, to be sure, and sometimes it will take everything. But from the waters of our baptisms, it is a path that we are on, not alone. We are joined together in community, and God goes with us. The Spirit travels with us to strengthen us and give us courage and patience to tune our ears to hear God's wisdom and our hearts to embrace God's love. Let's find comfort in this good news that God is present to all who struggle with evil in all its forms. Let us repent of our own prejudice and our hatred and our narrow-mindedness. God forgives us and opens for each of us a place for a new start. Let us have the courage to engage in the hard work of building relationships with those neighbors at our gate. For following Jesus, let us be the ones that post signs of welcome to our neighbor. Amen.